Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Media Will Eat Itself, where we showcase the people behind modern content creation. Each episode, we'll discuss the things that make media tick, talking to professionals from all walks of life. It's a media show about media people, and I'm your host, Sean Weston. Today, I'm talking to Christian Day, who runs Night Studios, a digital brand, content and experience agency. Clients include the NBA, Adidas, Chelsea Football Club and Google. He describes the design agency as intentionally small, and I opened our conversation by asking him about the philosophy behind this statement. With so much to experience to tap into and questions to ask, let's crack on with the show. Certainly. So my name's Christian Day. Uh, I'm creative director of a small creative agency uh, called Night Studios, and we're based uh, in between Bristol and Bath in a small village called Wick War. Okay, there's uh, a lot of small going on there, Christian. So, so tell me... Um, about your agency i noticed that in the about us section on your website you say intentionally small so what do you mean by that yeah no absolutely i mean when we when we first started i didn't i didn't want to be one of those companies that was really you know loads of overheads loads of staff um and i really wanted that connection with the client as well i didn't want a project manager and uh manager in between or that middleman where you don't get to hear firsthand what the client wants or what they need or who they are what they're about and what their challenges are you sort of get that filter of the project manager in between and they sort of uh they then when they pass it across to you they almost um give them give you their perspective on yeah. what you know what what they're hearing and i we didn't want that or i didn't want that rather so it was intentionally I and mean, it was just me to start with anyway and then yeah, i yeah. get someone else another designer because we you know scaled up quite fast with regards to the amount of um, creative briefs that were coming in, but I still still want to just keep it creative led and uh, and also small as well because I didn't I didn't want us to get to that scale of agency where you've got you need to have um, a large agency space which naturally means that you have to be in a city perhaps with you know a large a large rent and you're rates etc and yeah. yeah and then you start to staff up and you're and so all of a sudden your 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 minimum cost for a quite simple project starts to get quite large and it takes you out of the you know out of the ring for lots of business so it changes um, your personality as a, as a business as well right Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute. But we, we started doing some work quite early on for uh, a US agency. Um, and the way they were structured, was they were completely remote. So all of their staff were scattered all across the US. Yeah. And it sort of opens your eyes a little bit to like, what is possible and that clients actually don't care where you are or what your structure is. All they worry about is that you do, you know, do the job. High class work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Work world-class creative for the right price on on time and you know you communicate well all the usual kind of stuff that you you'd want your creative creative agency to be that's all they care about so and it really and you know we worked I just, we started working for them uh and doing an well, i was we were creative directing all of their work which started quite small because they're based in washington and we were just doing some small local restaurants so it was just bits and bobs but then we started to pick up their names started to get known around washington and they started to pick up some work for google elections um and then we also and then we went to sort of nasa as well because they were quite local and then all of a sudden we started to scale up their side they were adding more staff but yeah the, talk about name dropping big clients yeah, yeah, I mean, the, well, that's, I mean, that, yeah, NASA <laughs> did like two or three projects for them. It was ridiculous, and then quite a few for Google, and we've done some since as well through um, 
through people that worked at that agency that then left and started their own and you know, all that kind of stuff. But also we did, you know, for them or through them rather, we did work for uh, Facebook, Samsung, Intel, Red Bull, yeah. uh, loads of work for Nike as well. And, you know, it suddenly scaled quite fast. But we were doing we were doing some really good stuff. Uh, and they're quite a, bit, quite a large team in the end. We're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves because what I wanted yeah. to do was, was no. get to know how you started. But but the, the what you're saying here, I'm just filling my head with questions. And one of the ones that I, I kind of want to address straight away is, you know, when you, you, you want to feel like a small agency, do a good job, you know, and kind of ha- have that quality of, of a small agency. How does that affect the perception of you by bigger clients? You know, because I, I guess... Well, I think that- for me, one of the, and I say it to John, our designer, all the time that um, when you when when you go and sit down with a lot of these clients, like we do a lot of work for Adidas and we do a lot of work for Chelsea, yeah, day to day, and you know from the outside you, you talk to people and they're like Chelsea, God, Adidas, but if you go and speak to them and you sit in a room, they're just like me and you, like you yeah. haven't got to be afraid, one afraid of them, and two, like our relationship with them, we're friends and they see us as an extension of their team, mm-hmm. and we. You know, it's 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 a, it's a funny thing, but they know that we're small. They know how we're structured, and they appreciate that. And equally, they know they're getting a great great level of service for because we're not based in London, and we aren't you know huge overheads. They know they're getting the same level of service, maybe maybe better. I'd like to think, but uh, for a, you know for a far lower cost that really is a reasonable cost as opposed to the, the sort of more London rates. And oh, stuff. Yeah. So London again, rates are the, uh, through the roof, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the, the bigger clients, they're, they're, they're just big by name and by their product or the service that they deliver. The, the, the people that work for them, they're just the same as us. Yeah. So they're looking for a good deal, the same as anybody, just because they're, you know, who they are. You, you get, you get the odd client that, that, may think they're a bit special because of who they are and i won't i won't name drop a a client but we have had that before yeah uh i can imagine yeah yeah, yeah. and i, I wouldn't but, force you to tell me <laughs> <laughs> but they're just and it's quite it's you know you, you go and talk to these people and you might be a bit nervous going to see them the first time but you get in the room and you start the minute you start talking you realize they're just like me and you they have normal lives the same as me and you yeah. they just work for a marketing department or a branding department within uh, a company that happens to be called this globally known brand. So once you get your head around that a bit, that, it, you know it, it doesn't. You start to feel okay about the structure of your business and, and the sort of side that you are. And actually, you start to see the positives in it. In fact, that's how you sort of sell yourself from the start. And we 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 still do now. Is that you know um, part of that brand building of yourself is doing that. So before before we jump ahead again, t- tell me a little bit about how you became. Uh, a designer where did you start out yeah so uh future publishing was my first first job that was back in 1995 i think when it was all black and white um (laughs) i know so i had a year out of i went to you know the usual route of going to college university and stuff and i had a year out where i was trying to get jobs and wasn't being successful for whatever reasons and you sort of look back now and you think you think your portfolio is great and it probably was quite good but it was so varied that I was going to these places and they were, you could see them looking and thinking it's just not a fit for us because it's, I don't know, we, we, we didn't have that many uh, Apple Macs were still in their infancy, I guess, and we didn't have many of those at the university. So your work then showed that as well. So you'd go to these agencies that, that were uh, more and more Mac-based and your work didn't fit with them. So it took me 
a year to get I was lucky actually my dad so my dad's my dad's a barber he cuts hair and talks for a living yeah. um, <laughs> so he's, he's he's one of his contacts happened to work at future um, and he got me an interview um, I think I was lucky timing wise I think that helps so, you know even in our business now timing and, and luck comes oh, into it it comes well. into it so much yeah. yeah and so I think I was lucky in that they needed somebody um, and it was the weirdest interview as well like the the, the main guy just walked in and he was reading the paper throughout the whole interview. Oh, really? And he, and he didn't even speak to me. Like, that, was that a ploy? <laughs> I don't know. It was just bizarre. So the art, the art editor was talking to me, and we were having quite a nice interview. And the publisher was just sat there reading the paper for like 20 minutes. How unusual. 40 minutes. And then he literally just fired 10 questions to me in like 10 seconds at the end. Yeah. Random things from like what car do you drive, what petrol do you put in. And I'm just like oh, answering this stuff. And he just walked out, and that was it. And I got the job. Oh, yeah, I must have said the right things to him, yeah. I guess. What you don't know is that in the middle of that newspaper, he'd actually written down all his <laughs> yeah. questions. He was rehearsing them in his head for like half an hour. <laughs> well, possibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so, so, so 15, I, I should give a disclaimer because I actually worked at Future as well. And, and we did overlap when we were there. But we, I don't know if we worked on that many projects together directly. But but you spent a long time there, didn't you? Was it 14, 15 years? Yeah, 16 years in the end, I think, 15, 16. Wow. Uh, um, wow. And I was, my current business sort of overlapped with that again because you, you start it as a side project and yeah. it starts to get a bit of traction and you, let's go. But yeah, yeah, 15, mm. 16 years. Okay, uh, well, so, well, tell me how, how the design industry actually changed while you were there. Okay, so, so not afterwards, but yeah. how did it change in, in those 15 years that you were at Future? Um, I guess for me, well, I started, I started in games magazines, uh, back in 95. Mm. Um, and I guess for the, the, I mean, for 10 years, I mean, not quite 10 years, but for like, it was really riding away, even like every year, year on year, there was growth and we're making a, you know, the, the company was making loads of money and it was showing, you know, and it was, and that was then the staff were feeling that as well. And you can see there was a buzz every year. People were really enjoying their jobs and the budgets you had to work with weren't necessarily any better than they were at the end when everyone's sort of kind of budgets are getting cut and magazines are in decline. But there was just a real everybody loved their jobs. And you had you had teams on magazines that were the right amount of staff. Um and I think that's where things changed. So when when the internet started to increase in, in everything, magazines started to decline in sales and your budget started to get cut. And so it was harder and harder, certainly in that uh, part of the industry, which is uh, specialist magazines. And this was, we should be fair to future and say this was happening across many, all oh, of publishing, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you look at magazines now compared to what they were back then and they're completely different. You know, they've got to work a lot harder and the types of magazines that are successful, I would think, I mean, I'm saying this now, I'm, I'm saying this as a consumer now because I've obviously I've worked in magazines for a long time 10 years maybe um, but yeah I mean it was you know design wise obviously massively I mean we we did work obviously we did the work on Apple Max but then you'd you send it to to press and you get back film that you'd have to check now it's just pdfs and you see you know what you see is what you get then it was like you get all your cmyk film and you check in it and you were you know <laughs> folios were missing you'd splice one and tape it on and like it was a completely different thing like and it was hard to um it was hard i remember like some of the mistakes that would cut or errors that would come back on covers for example that you just you just didn't spot not me but other you know magazines in the industry that uh, that weren't picked up 
because you had to look at this film and like a whole magazine of film is a quite a big wedge of film. Well, I can imagine, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, the odd thing slips through. But there's some of the things that I've seen magazines with no logos on them. And you just oh, think, how goodness, did that happen? Yeah. That wouldn't happen with a PDF. Like yeah. you would see there's no logo on there. But yeah. with, with film, like it was just, so that massive change. So the, um, the irony is that, that, that things were changing for the better. Things were getting faster um, in order to be able to produce a, a magazine, but there was a decline in, in magazines. Yeah, that's the absolutely. irony. That's the yeah, yeah. I mean, technology. There was that point where everyone was thinking, "I'm sure this is amazing," and then suddenly, yeah. that the side of technology that is the internet. <laughs> so yeah. it's going, yes, this is amazing. And then magazines look over and, "Oh no, no, you are amazing. And we're, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we can't we can't compete." Or I think it was hard for publishers to to envision what the internet would be and the effect it would have. And I think they were too slow, maybe, to react. Or too stubborn to react as well, um, and again, not just, of everything, not just yeah. yeah. No, I think, and it's only now you see magazines that are um, working in a different way, structured mm. in a different way, selling in a different way, speaking in a different way. I guess. Yeah. Um, so, you, really, do you, do you still think there's a life for magazines then? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to look. You look at the newsstands now. In the newsstands now are are completely different to what they used to be um, with regards to the amount. Um, and you look, I mean, I, I just, just myself, the ma- I know the magazines that I, I purchase, uh, I mean, some of them you wouldn't even call magazines. They're just regular publications of, of, you know, design, design pu- publications. And they're, they're, they're things, they're sort of works of art. And then you look at others that are a lot more, uh, independent, I guess. Yeah. And the specialist titles have to work in a different way, I guess. I, it's, it's, you know, it's just different to what it was. Yeah. It's still, it's still great, and it still will be great. Um, and I, I still love print, even though, like, I'll. You've I'll got a soft spot for I, it. I read loads of books, and I'll buy. I still buy loads of books, and I refuse. I refuse to read digital versions or audio books. Right. Or, like, <laughs> I just refuse because I just like that tactile hand holding yeah. and the design of the covers. Like you can't. You might see a digital version on a screen. It's not the same as having it in your hand and you know feeling the some embossing or whatever it may be. The print production. See, I like, um, I, like I like the mix of, of everything. I like to be able to choose because I, I think people think they have to do one or the other. You know, you yes. have to be in the digital camp or you have to be in the paperback camp. And I quite like the fact that I can choose what I want to do. And, and I do like digital books, but I love that big Tashin book that you've got on the table. You know, and you can get hold of it, yeah. immerse yourself in it. Choice. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Uh, it, it is. Yes, it, it really is. And you know, we, we've only been talking about the internet a bit. Just the the way that opens up for for agencies and freelancers, the way that opens doors, and you know, it gives um, people to find you. I guess. Yes. I was thinking about this last night actually. Like it was so when you left college, like where do you go? Where do you look? How do you get a job now? It's you know. Well, do you think it's much easier then now? So the route to, to becoming a professional designer, the internet has helped it? Well, yes and no. Yes, because you can have your own website or you can use Behance and you can like people can find you really easy. But at the same time, you can find anybody and everybody. And there's, there's, mil- there's thousands of you know, millions of people with their portfolios online, whereas... You know, so... Or what you think of their portfolios. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's yes and no, I guess, mm. is my answer. Okay. I mean, it's still the, the, the sort of the proof in, in the pudding is still when you sit down and talk to somebody, and if they, can, if they can really talk about their work and they really know what they're talking about, that's when you know that, you know, 
you found somebody or that are really good designers or yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you've been running your own company uh, for quite some time now and uh, you've been your own boss. How, what's that feel like? It's good actually. It is. It's good, but it's hard. And I yes. think and this is the rub of having a small agency as well is that you have to then do everything. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. you are a new business, you yeah. are accounts, you are, you know, uh, we if we do a website, we'll uh, I'll be doing all the res- well, no, me or John will be doing all the research. We'll be doing we'll having all the ideas, bouncing things around. We'll then take it into the wireframe stage and user experience, and then we take it into the it's only the build side of things that we don't do. And then you know, th- and just yeah, <laughs> every every part of it is you have to. So it's it can be quite stressful because normally you're kind of shielded from all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, certainly the, pro- you know, the, the project management side of it and the new business side of it yeah. and well if you're at a larger agency I guess you are client services you, you're kind of shielded from the clients that you don't really want to talk to or the <laughs> ones that aren't you know because they can you know they can certainly say things in, in, a, in, a, in a certain way that if, if you're not they haven't got tough skin or you you're, you know if you're too precious about your work you you, you might get offended yeah. so but well, tell me about that actually so when it comes to working with clients uh, new or old what what are their typical expectations of you um it's i think i think that's changed as well and i know a lot of so a lot of our work that we do i'd say 50 50 50 of the work we do is content creation for uh brands uh social channels yeah. and i think because of Maybe not just because of that. Maybe just because of, the, of, of of social. Anyway, everything's immediate. Everything's now. Like you, you swipe down to update, up, and it up. You know, it's just there's new content now. So and speed, speed. That, yeah. We want everything fast. Yeah. So I think because of that immediacy, they expect it and everything. And certainly because of the work we're doing, content creation for for social uh, social channels, mm. like it's normally quite small, snackable content that you can you can create quite quickly. And because of that. There's, I think there's that expectation across everything, certainly that we do anyway. Mm. Um, and we kind of we sort of make a rod for our own backs, really, and that we are quite fast at creating it. Yeah, so that, and then where the mouth gets out, that yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah, which yeah. we are. But you, that, it then means you have to work at that speed all the time, yeah, exactly. And you put in late nights all the time, and you. So, so, so in terms that, of skills as well, Christian. In terms of skills, are there are there, are there expectations um, across the board? So, so perhaps in the past, when when a client was looking for a designer, they wanted someone who was who was had a great Photoshop skills. But now you have to have a broader set of skills. Would you say? I think so. I think so. A broader set of skills and um, always changing set of skills. I'll say, for example, so one of our clients. Um, their strategy from the beginning of the year was he, we sat down with them and they said uh, in fact it was the year before maybe they said um, okay we're changing our strategy from uh, like from, from from 70% static content and 30% motion to 30% static and 70% motion mm-hmm. so where we'd create the odd gif now and then suddenly they're wanting gifs and they're wanting <laughs> movie like actual motion graphics yeah. And in fact, it wasn't even 70%. I'd say it was probably 90%. Like it, nearly everything we create now is is a motion graphic. And s- suddenly you've gone from creating GIFs in Photoshop because it's quite quick and easy. And the client's going, oh, this is great. And it's getting loads of traction and loads of likes. And, you know, it's, it's working really well. And let's change this strategy. We'll do this. And suddenly you're thinking, oh, that's everything we do. 
and you start looking at what they want to create and suddenly Photoshop's going to struggle to do that in yeah. as slick as you need it to be and as polished as you need it to be. So all of a sudden you have to be experts in After Effects, which yeah. the client doesn't know. They just know they want this motion graphic because everything's got motion. Yeah. How and did you adapt to that change personally? Um, was it, was it, was it a tough, was it it a tough thing or yeah. did you, no, did no, you not really. Um, it? No, but I think that comes with the territory. I think as certainly as a small agency and uh, I guess freelancers would be in the same boat on this as well. Because that landscape keeps changing all the time, like you have to change all the time and you have to adapt. So like you've only got to swipe through your, your, your newsfeed to see that everything moves. It just does. And you start looking at Snapchat filters and even Snapchat lenses as well. So that's learning Snapchat's online application to create that lens. So there's no like there's no there's nobody to ask because it's 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 brand new. So you have to dive in, play with it, like Google a few things, look on YouTube, just like pick, teach yourself. And it's the same with the motion as well. We obviously, because of our you know years and decades on Photoshop, you look at After Effects and you sort of understand that there's the layers and there's there's that timeline and this is how it works and it's it's kind of familiar, but actually everything's different. Yeah. So you can kind of pick it up quite quickly to a certain level, and is quite. Actually, it's quite. It's, it's quite. I sent to John as well the other day. I designed it. It's quite. It's quite nice. To we're almost learning on the job with the social content. So we're not being asked to create like a ten-minute film. We're being asked to create like a ten-second snackable piece of content that we can quick. So you're you're able to learn quite quickly because this, if this, even if it's not amazing, it's a, only a seven out of ten. Well, it's 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 gone down someone's feed in seconds. Yes. And the next time you do it, you can make it better again, and the next day make it better again, and suddenly your you know your level is increasing. Uh, before anyone realizes so and i think that's the same for so for smaller agencies and for freelancers that you have to adapt and that means that'll mean working late and you know putting in your own time to learn to, to learn all of this stuff whatever yeah. it may be you need to learn yeah and i mean if you've if you're a good designer you generally can pick these things up quite well i think that, they're, that's they're the point i think you've just nailed it actually because i think you've been a little bit modest too is that yeah we we can teach ourselves these new things but if you've got the experience and you've got the the history of working in design and you've got an eye for these things then the learning of say the next level of snapchat can come yeah. you, you can bring yourself to it right you bring your own yeah. voice to it yeah no absolutely i think it's and i think it's that and it's also having it's having that vision of what you want to create so it's the same with it's the same with anything in photoshop or any application you have to know what you're um i like see it all the time with i remember having a this this is going back 10 years now so this is when i was redesigning a magazine in at, at future and i remember someone walking past me and i was i was I had a sketchbook open with a pen and I was sketching uh, layouts on paper. Yeah. As you do, you know, in my head, I thought that's what you do. And someone walked past me and went, ooh, old school. And I thought, <laughs> what? And I, was, I, I couldn't get my head around that someone actually, because like, oh, I can't remember which agency it was. I was watching a, watching a video of them the other day and they said something that I was like, yes, exactly. And it was all about trusting your process. Uh-huh. And I think back to that now and I think, well, this, this lad clearly didn't have a process of, of coming up in, and I, I, whether that's a, a thing and, and that's how that's part of younger designers process now is that they just jump straight in because the application can or they think can do it for you i don't know but I'm, i think you've know, got a point yeah i think it's conforming to a to a certain yeah. type of, of way of working as well when the the best of us i i, I think are the ones that uh, can can use everything in their toolbox 
Absolutely. Yeah, they know the process. Absolutely. So tell me, are you a bit of a whiz when it comes to, to um, branding yourself then as a company? I mean, your own social media well, and the, the things you do for yourself. No, we've done, I mean, with regards to, you know, our, I think if you look at our site, it's just typed in. It just says Night Studio. <laughs> like, but, but that was, it was always intentional, in, you know, intentional in that I didn't, I wanted, I wanted to be about the work rather than us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a clean site, you got to say, yeah. yeah. yeah but but, but, but on, there are no social media channels that I could see anyway. No, and we've, mainly because we're too busy, to be honest, mm. um, and because it's just, just us doing everything. So you have to, and we don't, I mean, with regards to work that coming in, we we do, yeah, we do approach and we do, you know, we don't do any pitches as such. We do the old, probably done two pitches in 10 years or whatever. Um, it's all word of mouth and it's all, you know, it all comes down to being nice, doing great work and, you know, people just pass that on and um, you find as well within, so we do a lot of, it's changed over the years, but we do a lot of work in uh, the sports industry for your Adidas and your and, and Chelsea Football Club, yeah. for example. And we've done NBA as well, but people tend to move around as well. So you'll find people from Adidas going and working at another sports club, and then they'll go and work. And they'll remember so, you because you built the relationship. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just all about you know every, everything we do is just based around that because we're small as well. We we only have to bring in a certain level of work. Yeah. Um, so there's less, there's less stress for us to go looking. Um, yeah. Although we do, but I mean, it's, yeah, so, um, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> well, let, 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 me, uh, let me throw a couple of questions at you then that might sure. spare you to think in a different direction. So if you could change something about running your own company, what would it be? Crikey. Um, do you know what? I thought you were going to say accounts straight away. Accounts? <laughs> yeah, um, keeping the books. <laughs> well... No, it's not. No, it's, it's not, not too that bad. bad. It's, it's okay. It's okay. We're quite, we're quite fortunate in that we've got, um, we've got some retainers that yeah. are, that are sort of twelve monthly retainers that roll on, and you know that having that in the bank for the year is good. It keeps mm. it keeps the doors open. So, uh, yeah, I can, you know, nobody likes doing their own accounts. No, um, they really don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he does. It's like, oh. I've, I've got a, every Friday in my. I can look at it now in, in my calendar every Friday, forty or five accounts. Yeah, that's, I'd never, I'd never do. <laughs> it's, it's about to ping in a minute, and it's, I, it, I never do. I'll get to it when I get to it, and you know, um, it's it's fine though. I mean, that's, uh, I guess I would. It's tricky. I know there's been years where, and being you know being a new company, being personally having a growing family, etc. You you tend to take on, say you send you sort of say yes to all the work. You take yeah. on everything rather than being selective. So I think, you know, that would be the thing I would try and do differently. Maybe and try and try and specialize either, maybe not in you know yeah maybe specialize into because you know I I love sport so maybe I'd special I would have specialized in that earlier. Mm. Um, but you know that's not to say. I know we've had some really interesting projects that were a million miles away from any, you know, any active activities. You know, we 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 work for a, a New York-based company that creates uh, protein shakes for uh, pregnant women, yeah. for example. And they're an awesome client. And the uh, the guy that owns that company is is an, is an awesome client. <laughs> like, so if, uh, we never would have hooked up with them if, if that would have been the case. So I think you need to. Um, 
and the thing is as well like we talked about earlier like the, the landscape changes all the time i was going to say maybe maybe it's motion that should have been your thing but then in 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 two years time or maybe even two months time it'll be completely different it'll be yeah. something else yeah so i think it's and i know the type of content we've created has changed over the years as well i know sort of three years ago we were creating like weekly infographics you know those really tall ones you used to see online oh, yeah, so I mean, yeah. if you look on pinterest you'll find things they must take so long to to put together uh, no, they were. I was, I was saying just the other day to someone that literally, like a maximum of two weeks. Yeah, and and those are the really illustrated ones as well. We we've got a separate a separate site that we use for for housing those now, but yeah. we don't we don't do any anymore really. Mm-hmm. They were that was you know three four years ago. We were doing loads just every other week. We were doing another one, another one. Yeah. It's um, nice to hear these trends, actually. It really, yeah, really is, yeah. From, from, you know, trends change. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so finally, then, because we, we should wrap this up, but half an hour's gone. Um, what advice can you pass on to to young graphic designers who are listening to the show right now on on how they should be approaching uh, their career and, and how they should be looking at it? Not that um, you haven't given us some great nuggets already, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I think we touched on. I think I mentioned something just now of a of a. And I know it is a cliche and your classic. You see it sort of. Uh, uh painted all over walls of studios or you know be nice and work hard like there's no we've i know we've our, you know clients for example we've we fired uh, several clients because they just weren't nice to work with and you know clients don't want to work with designers that aren't nice either it works both ways so be nice for sure work hard like it doesn't matter how talented you are if you don't work hard you know you're only halfway there um and you know hard work will get you the rest of the way but hard work also trumps talent as well so um and i know there are people you know you hear all your silicon valley you know agencies and whatever saying like don't work hard work clever and it's like not really like there's always (laughs) like you work clever anyway but there's there's always there's always or work smarter or whatever as they say like there's Mm. always somebody out there working harder than you and they will you know they will get that client and they will get that and that's not to say like just work we were when we first started working, um, when we first set up and we were doing some of the, a lot, a lot of US work, we were working ridiculous hours. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying do that, um, but yeah, work hard. And there's natural talents, isn't there? And then there's sheer application and effort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've generally got to look at uh, not design but sports to look at. People will always talk about these talented football players or these talented sportsmen yeah. that didn't have that attitude or that application, and yeah. it was wasted. That talent was wasted because oh, they didn't. Mario Balotelli. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you exactly. a list as a Liverpool fan. I know. So, yeah. I mean, it, and it's true across any anything, not just sport, and yeah. not just design, and not yeah. just. So, and and I guess just keep learning as well. Like yeah. we talked about the landscape always changing. Like it will, it will always change. Yeah. Uh, um, it may even come back to magazines again and print who knows who knows the internet, the internet knows. might slide that way yeah you uh, never know yeah maybe maybe yeah. well thank you so much to, tell us how, how we can actually contact you how do we get in touch with you yeah so our, our website is uh night-studios.com uh, and our infographics one is night-data.com um and i'll put those links in the description excellent um and Twitter, I think I am uh, at Christian J Day, and we are at at Night underscore Studios. Um, I have Instagram and stuff as well, but it's more personal things, really. So that's our that's our business. Good stuff. Uh, well, thank you, thank you so much. It's been absolutely brilliant talking to you, and uh, I wish you luck. Thank you so much, very much. Well. You too, Sean. Thank you. 
that was Christine Day. You can find them at nightstudios.com. So that's night-studios.com. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Hope you enjoyed it enough to leave a rating on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. Thanks for all of the lovely messages that I've received from all over the world. Media is a great subject and it stands still for no one. So keep those messages coming. And take a look at my own website at seanweston.co.uk for more information about me. And until next time, bye for now.